From ThatShelf.com, this is Black Hole Films. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. What's a black hole film, you ask? Well, you know those films you always meant to get around to watching, but you never did for whatever reason? Well, that's what they are. And this podcast is all about embracing them and checking those films off our lists and talking about them and whatever else happens to come up. I'm Canadian filmmaker Jeremy Lalonde, and I will be your host. You can follow me on Twitter at LalondeJeremy, or check out my website, JeremyLalonde.com, for more information on me and my projects. If you like the show, please subscribe to it, rate, review it, and leave a comment on whatever platform it is you're listening. It really does make a difference in helping to get more ears tuning in. And if you like this show, check out the others on the ThatShelf.com family of podcasts. And without further delay, let's get into this week's film. This is episode 100. Holy shit, I've done 100 episodes, and I got more in the can. I'm so excited. If you've been along since the beginning, amazing. If you're just joining us, welcome. Uh, Really pumped and and thrilled and honored that uh, there are people listening to this podcast and enjoying it and writing in. Thank you very much for that. So here we are, episode 100, and today I'm joined by Kate Hewlett, who's a writer on shows like Backstage, Big Top Academy, and she's also an actor. You've seen her on The Stanley Dynamic, Murdoch Mysteries, Degrassi, Next Generation, and Next Class. She's also been in my films, Sex After Kids, and The Go-Getters, both of which you can watch on iTunes and other VOD services throughout North America and other countries. We are also joined by the wonderful Bern Euler, who is an editor, but also one of the people behind the Canadian Film Fest, which runs every March. So if you are in the Toronto film industry, you know of this festival. It's amazing. It shows only Canadian films. And if you don't know of it, keep an eye out for it. They're coming up again this year. Last but not least, we are joined by Graham Jokic, who, if you're a parent, get excited because he was Franklin Turtle on Franklin and Friends, the voice anyway. Uh, he was also a voice actor on Caillou. Don't get pissed. He wasn't Caillou. Uh, he was Leo. And he's also an actor with his own face on the Stanley Dynamic. And we're all going to sit down and watch a film together. All right, so we're sitting down to watch Citizen Kane. I'm Jeremy. I've seen this film several times. Oh, I'm Kate Hewlett, <laughs> and I've never seen this film. I'm Graham Jokic, and I've seen this film once. And I'm Bern Euler. I've never seen it. So we've got two versions yeah. and two not versions. Fun. Yeah. So let's go to Kate and Bern first. So uh, how is it you never got around to seeing this film? That sounds sort of like accusatory and No, judgmental. no. Well, <laughs> no, it, yes, it does. I don't know. Oh, fuck it. It is. Yeah. Also, you know what? This is the one I'm going to judge people for. No. <laughs> but, this is no but you also didn't say you wanted to watch it. Yeah, I know. So that means that at some point it occurred to you that you should. Yeah. So how has that those two things not met up? Is, I guess, a better way to phrase my shitty asshole question. Okay, well, first of all, <laughs> I'm going to give you the same answer that I gave you for Apocalypse Now. It's possible that I have. <laughs> we'll see what happens when We have when one virgin and one... <laughs> Suffering from dementia. Kate had a period in her life where not a lot of stuff stuck. She was I don't remember my, any of my 30s. <laughs> That's um, or before 10. Um, so, but I don't think I have. I don't know why. Okay. I don't know. Burn? I tried to watch it. 
Though. I remember in, Ooh. but yeah, I was like a teenager. I must have been like 17, 15, maybe. I can see that being, and I remember being tough for. Yeah, because I was the really teen version of you. Yeah, because I liked Star Why Wars. Why are you all nice to him? That was not nice. What I just said. <laughs> you didn't oh, yeah. hear the subtext there because no. I heard. I was. No. Like, I was struggling not to reach over the mic. It's early uh, still. And I, I remember trying to watch it, and I'm like. Ugh. Nobody's chasing anybody. There's no guns or lasers. <laughs> what the fuck is the lightsaber? Yeah, right? So I was like, I'm just not going to. And well, then. Rosebud um, is the lightsaber. That's the. Yeah, Rosebud <laughs> is the lightsaber. Well, see, and that's the other thing. When I guess it was in my 20s, I heard what. I'm, Don't say anything. I Kate doesn't know, right? But I heard no. what that is and meant. And I was like, oh, okay. It was just, to me, it seemed to. Like, that was a really kind of vital part about. The entire movie. So then, yeah. I for those for those listening who sometimes people do, even though it blows my mind, listen to this podcast who haven't seen the movie. I will say we will spoil we will listen. spoil the fuck out of Rosebud later on. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, right. So there's and, your warning. So then I, <laughs> and then I never right got around to watching, even though I really wanted to for a long time. So this is just the perfect perfect excuse. Yeah, this is a great. Yeah. And this is this is our 100th episode. What? Really? Yeah. Very exciting. This is a milestone. Well, I wanted wow. to save a, a big movie and this has always been I don't know if it's still there, but it's always considered like the best movie of all time or at least in the top 3 according yeah. to oh. various lists of all kinds. It's always up there. And 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 I will and here's the thing, it's like, you know, all that kind of stuff is always subjective. And we'll get into this more after we watch the movie. Mm-hmm. But what the thing uh, to understand about why this movie is so considered so important is because it basically invented cinematic language in a way that hadn't been done before. And we can get into like examples of that once we watch the movie. But it was kind of a pioneer in modern storytelling, especially Ooh. when it came to the visuals. Because it's cinema. 1941. Yeah. Movie. That's all. Actually, all I know. I just want to do a little bit of research. So that comment that you just made is interesting. I'm gonna see. But just things like like you're, like you're gonna see stuff that is so common in modern day movies. You're not gonna think a second of it mm. until you think about the context of the era, and especially they're coming out of the silent era, wherein you know cameras were in other rooms because they had yeah. they, they were so fucking loud. You couldn't mm. do sync sound, right? But it's like there's there's a moment I won't say where it is, but you're gonna see a low angle shot at one point, and it's like oh it's a low angle shot. Orson Welles, not to spoil anything, but Orson Welles on the set, he's like I want you to get the camera lower, and the DP is like I can't get the camera physically lower, the floor is in the way, and Welles walked off set, came back with an axe and chopped the floor, Whoa. and said now you can put it lower, and so that's that's the kind of stuff he was doing. He's like we got to find a way. Like that's wow. it's anyway. There's tons of other stories like that. But that's just an example. When you see a little angle shot, know that it's like, holy fuck, that was I'm, I'm a so lot of special things. Yeah, anyway. like, even like the Harry Lime radio series, I've listened to all, I don't know if you guys have even heard of that, but it's like, it's so badass. Even today, it's so good. And every, like a whole bunch of other stuff he's done. So this is like, I can't believe I haven't seen this. Oh, great. Uh, well, let's just let's just get into it because there's yeah. so much to talk about after. Yeah. And I don't, I'll, I'll just fucking start spoiling stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to hear anything else. Yeah, okay. Let's do it. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right, we just finished. And? (laughs) Kate's hands are up. Kate's hands are up. You didn't have to do that, but that's... <laughs> I thought I was in trouble for holding a cell phone. <laughs> did you see how I went? I turned into a schoolgirl. <laughs> I thought I broke a rule. 
No, you're okay. Um, I'm up first. Sure. I fucking hated it. Interesting. <laughs> I hated it. How come? I was bored out of my skull. The whole time? No. Okay, so here are the things that I loved. The makeup. Makeup was pretty good. It was exquisite. I thought it was crazy good. That was like... Like crazy good ahead of the times, like better than what's happening now. Oh, yeah. I was going to interrupt it in the middle going, are you sure he's 25? Yeah. 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 And are you sure it's the same actor? Like, that is crazy. When he spent six and a half hours in the makeup chair. And her, really? But the woman, too, like the, the second wife. Yeah. Mm. That makeup under her eyes when she was all puffy and like. Just under her chair. Yeah. Her chin. Especially, oh, my God. And especially when, like, you know, having rewatched a lot of old movies, uh, and especially in HD now and like, you know, 2K and Blu-ray. Yeah. Uh, they the makeup is one of the things that gives away so badly when you get into HD because film hides so many sins, but that holds up real Holy well. Crap. It really does. Does it yeah. ever? Yeah, I thought that too. I'm glad that's it's funny. So that's one thing I would say is I'm, I'm going to do the shit sandwich where you say something nice. Okay. Although I already said I fucking hated it, but forget that. So the makeup was incredible, and then. The shit sandwiches, everything else. And then the writing was incredible. Mm-hmm. Some of the dialogue and the direction oh, yeah, was incredible. It, was like- it, just, it just, for me, the story is, is no longer relevant. Right. To me personally. Oh, sure. Why? Why? Do you mean like the plot? I just didn't or- care. Uh, I just didn't him. care about him. To me, I thought he was completely tragic. I really felt for that. I didn't expect to get as emotionally involved as I did. Because mm. I was like, this poor guy, this whole trip was lost childhood and being given up by the people he loved. It was but they all start of- with that. Exactly. But you so you're like, like, didn't, isn't it just so obvious from the very beginning that that's where it's going? It's going back to the beginning? Hmm. Well, I don't know. Because well, that's I- the only tragic part. I mean, the rest of it... Is excess. I mean, it's all about not being loved, right? And being given away by your parents. And then for the rest of your life, you're searching for the love that you lost, which is tragic. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, th- I think for today, I guess, yeah, like to start with all that exposition right off the top, to start with the whole story. Yeah. And then go back and tell pieces of that story again in more detail. I just, I don't know. The story, I just didn't care. So you feel like being... But I'm sure it was fucking groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. At the time. Oh, up up till the 70s or the 80s. I, like it, it's that's been... just it. It's like... Well, and then that's kind of... The, and that's the challenge of, of watching a movie at 75 years old. Or yeah. However old it is. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, 1941. Yeah, it's 75... Or older now. Yeah. It's almost 80 years old, right? It's 80 years old. That uh, it's, it's hard to judge it. You have to judge it in the context of its time. To some yeah. extent. I, that's, not, that's not to say that some I, movies... I think only the plot can be chart, uh, judged that way, but the theme of, of, of losing your childhood and losing your innocence um, through your parents giving you up, mm-hmm. like through not feeling love through your, uh, from your parents, and then how that affects you the rest of your life. I mean, that's just... It doesn't matter what year it is. Yeah, except it's gonna it didn't, fuck you hit, up anyways. didn't hit me. Hmm. Like, that story should have... Well, see, Burns' parents sold him. So it's, it's <laughs> My parents... Well, to be they fair, know, they I, were I was gypsies. basically... Ooh, I don't think you can of... say that anymore. Well, <laughs> unless Roma? They, unless they were. They were. Roma. I don't know. No, what's the politically correct term? Yeah, Roma. That's, that's right. Sorry, so Kate, my, my... I want to understand what you're saying. Do you mm-hmm. think that in telling us exactly how the story goes 
uh, at the start, it takes away a lot of the power of the story itself. Yeah. It's taken away. See, I feel like what what really blew my mind the first time I saw this movie, mm-hmm. and the first time I've, saw, I've seen it once before, and it's been on my top 10 of all time list, hmm. and I've seen it once. Um, and what, what kind of blew me away was that, like, it starts off, and it tells you exactly what's going to happen. It shows you its yep. hand. Mm-hmm. And the power for me is not is is just in the telling of it and is not in the what happened in the bones of what happened and it's like mm-hmm. you know knowing how something ends like in um like in hamilton right in the very first song i haven't seen hamilton neither have i well in the very first song the guy goes <laughs> aaron burr goes um i'm the i'm the fool who shot him so you know that he's going to shoot Hamilton at well, the end. There's a history of that in cinema. Like American Beauty yeah, starts like, with "I'm I'll be dead." I'll be dead in a year. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of movies that they show their hand and then we realize, oh, it's a bait and switch. Not a bait and switch, but this isn't a bait and switch though either. No. It's like this is everything that happened in his life. Here's the here's the bare bones mm-hmm. of it. Well, and I think what's interesting is that the thesis of the movie is that those bones don't tell you who the person was. Right, like they're looking at it and they're saying, "Yeah, here are the here are the facts of who he who he is," but those don't mean anything. But you think that, but the rest those... of it didn't tell me who he was either. That's the thing. Okay. Like, if you're gonna tell me up front, and again, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying this is not a brilliant piece of cinema. <laughs> I'm not saying, yeah, that. yeah, it didn't I just you. didn't. That's okay, you're it didn't allowed to not me. like it. It didn't. Affect I disagree. Me. I don't think. But if it didn't, but <laughs> I can appreciate. If it didn't affect it. you, it's not brilliant to you. No, no, but I can right? see. It's like it's like you, a piece you, of art. You, you, can, you can see a piece of art and be like, "Wow, that's an incredible mm-hmm. piece of art that does not move me at all." Well, you appreciate it on a te- the, the technical, technical level. On a technical yeah. level, the yeah, aesthetics. yeah, and okay. a groundbreaking mm-hmm. level. And, and but you said the screenplay was great. Some of the actual dialogue. dialogue. Was it was like Oscar Wilde? Some of the some of it dialogue. was like yeah, yeah it's true. It was like so Herman Mann. I wasn't to expecting that down. entertainment value. The, There's the um, wittiness. The yeah, there's so many stories of just overall, but one of the stories of the writing was that Mankiewicz, Herman Mankiewicz, who co-wrote the movie with him, was, you know, a famous drunk in Hollywood, and I don't know how, and so, Wells claims that Mankiewicz didn't do very much, that he didn't mm-hmm. just completely rewrite, and paid Mankiewicz, like, five grand at the time, which, you know, you can imagine inflation, mm-hmm. we can do the math if we want to, but uh, to have it, to, to to not yeah, could take credit on the movie. But then mm. the writer's guild was like, uh, no, mm. his name is on a draft at this stage. It has to be in the finished thing. And then by the time, so he went to make it to get the money back and he'd already spent it on booze. Oh. <laughs> he drank it away already. Wow. It, as the story goes. Um, but maybe those little bursts of brilliance come from the mind of a drunk. I oh, mean, who knows? Who knows <laughs> who did what? Right? Like, I think, like, <laughs> seeing seeing Orson Welles in that film, do you think he's good in it? Oh, yeah. I think he's, in, I think he's incredible. It's just yeah. the style of acting is... There is so much melodrama, right? Yeah, is, but, sure. but, yeah, I mean, the little wink and the... Oh. There are all these moments of brilliance and also to be able to... Well, they're all theater actors too, ages. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. shows. That shows. Well, I was just thinking, it's it's possible, yeah, that a lot of the good stuff is is Megawitz, but like seeing this movie, it's it's. I feel like it's undeniable that Wells is a genius, and yeah. I would not be surprised if he wrote like so many of those. Oh yeah, brilliant course, lines. Yeah. No, there's definitely crazy genius. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the fact that he dr- well, yeah that, that wittiness. And, if you listen to the radio plays, the Harry Lime things, yeah. that it's peppered throughout every single, almost every single line of, of every single radio play. 
and it's all him. Well, he started off in radio. I mean, yeah. you talk about the radio, but it's like you know, he know War of the Worlds, yeah. right? That was yeah. his. There's even like an allu- a, a nod to it when he says, "You can't believe anything you hear on the radio." Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you yeah. have you seen the Third Man? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it's crazy no? good. Like it's in- insanely good. I think like, I think you might like like the Third Man a lot. Yeah, I mean, um, Wells was just one of those guys that was was a genius. Like, there's the, um, uh, what's the movie that got taken away from him that where uh, Sheldon Heston played a Mexican as the... Uh, oh, oh, um, Touch um, of Evil. Touch of Evil. So Touch of Evil is this movie he made, not midway through his career, but as he was basically getting kicked out of Hollywood. Because yeah. mm-hmm. he was also, you know, a tyrant. Yeah, well, was, he was a genius and he knew it mm-hmm. and uh, had no problem with letting others know that he knew it. And so the famous story with Touch of Evil is that he got fired off the pi- or kicked off the picture by the studio. And so they had another editor come in and, and cut the film. Do you know the story, Brian? I don't know. Oh, Keep going, yeah. you'll, as an editor, you're going to love this. So they said, you can watch the movie once and give notes. And that's all he was allowed. Mm-hmm. So he watched the movie one time, and after that, he wrote 95 pages of notes. <laughs> and submitted, after one viewing, submitted wow. his 95 pages of notes on how to fix the movie. Wow. And of course, they said, thank you very much. They took the notes, they put it into a drawer, and never did anything with them. Yeah. Until, I believe it was 1995 or 1996, somewhere in the 90s. I've worked on movies like that, by the way. Um, <laughs> Walter Murch found those notes, or someone gave them to him, and Walter Murch recut the film. Oh, and that's wow. the cut that I've seen. And that's the re-release, and that's the, movie, and that's the cut most people have seen mm-hmm. since then. Hmm. So there's a re- so he went oh back and got all the little stock and had it uh, you know, re-digitized or whatever they're doing at the time. And recut the film based on the 95 pages of notes that Wells had made. That's fascinating. Anyway, that's a different film. That's cool. But that's, it's just such a, it just tells you, it's like, who can generate 95 pages of notes based on watching something once? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, having said that, it's like, if you hate it that much, you know. Or you can also just write down how you would have cut it from yeah. the get-go. Mm-hmm. And, and just ignore what you saw. <laughs> it's kind of how I it's would one approach page that. Of- Notes per script, per page of script. Yeah, pretty much. But you just hand him the script and it's like, basically, do it. yeah. 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 So it was in the script. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but he was specific. He was he, there was about, there was takes in there. He's like, you just take this, this take, and that, this one, wow. and just like that kind of. So that's the kind of level of mm. uber genius this guy has. And then again, he, he's twenty five years old when he's making this. Oh, that's Citizen Kane. Yeah. He's acting in it. And he's producing it. He's doing all the things. There's a really great um, biopic called RKO two eight one. Twitter, uh, starring Lee Schreiber as Orson Welles. Hmm. That's, the, that's, that's the making of the movie. That's fascinating. It hmm. has all those great scenes of him like grabbing the axe and cutting through the floor and all these other things. That's really cool. Uh, yeah, and and we were and so some of the th- in Burn there was this, we want to talk about the sequence like you kind of jumped out of your skin. Yeah, mm-hmm. that totally stuck at the uh, when they're at the table, the breakfast uh, scene, the breakfast scene, and then there's the montage of them at the same table but in different points of their relationship mm-hmm. until it fell apart. Mm-hmm. And she's reading. I, I I was like I turned to you and I'm like that's such a cool sequence. You're like look she's reading the Chronicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, the, oh yeah, she, yeah I would have, I would have missed that had you not like. Yeah, she's reading the my paper. head back at the. No, but it's great. just great. I mean, you know, they, they start off. It's their honeymoon, supposedly, and they're mm-hmm. sitting sitting on the corners and can't get enough of each other. And by the end, they're, they've, there's a brand yeah. new table that's as long as the room is, and yeah. they're not saying a damn word. 
And we've all been there. But it was cool because you're right. I had never, and I mean, I've watched a million old movies. I'd never seen a, a sequence cut like that. No, and that, that I can remember. And not to say that's the first one of that kind, but it's kind of, I think that was another thing where it's like Wells wasn't just like coming up with cool camera angles mm-hmm. and doing stuff like that. He was creating editing techniques that right. hadn't been used before. And storytelling technique, right? Well, just like using the newsreel to open a film right. is something that's like, well, what is this? You know, because at the time, you got to imagine when people are going to movies, they're watching newsreels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every single mm-hmm. movie. So think about that. Think about like a movie starting with a commercial now mm-hmm. or starting with trailers for another movie. And movies like have done that. Scrooged? No, yeah. That's <laughs> we were just talking no, about you know, or, But even Tropic Thunder did the, that Yeah, too, Tropic Thunder. Tropic yeah. Thunder started with like trailers for all their other movies as a way of doing back. And that's a similar thing. But at the time, like... Nobody had ever kind of gone meta like that. Mm-hmm. The sort of like movie. mockumentary style, like when when it's not mockumentary, I, I guess in, in Citizen Kane, but when they're looking through the gate at him in the wheelchair, yeah. and the angle of that is very clearly like it it looks so real, and it's not it doesn't look like a movie shot, mm-hmm. and so it's 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 really bringing in that like there's a lot of documentary style in this it's like even every time they're ta- he the reporter is going and talking to somebody in the present it's only showing them it's like they're not ever cutting to the reporter there's no yeah. two shots it's only an angle on the on the person that he's talking to like mm-hmm. the, the older version of you know whether it's Leland or the, one of the wives um, although you know it's fascinating correct me if I'm wrong they don't interview the first wife do they because she died, they said. Oh, she did right. die, yeah. But they didn't include that part. It's super hard to interview dead people. Yeah, I was actually waiting for them to get more into that. Because I wanted died. to see... The exactly. kid died. They left and that I wanted out. to see actually his reaction to that. That was the only thing really missing for me, was his kid died. Like They mentioned that at the beginning, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, they keep going back to his back? Uh, backstory, sorry? Yeah. Let's see what happens when his kid died. I'm like, oh, where was that? That was... That there were two glaring omissions for me. That was one of them. Well, to and be fair though, who's there to tell that story? You know, he's dead. She's dead. Hmm. The kid's dead. Like, who's going to tell that story? I mean, probably the people close to him, like the people who were around Wait, no, when it happened. No, but he he was alive when they died, though. No, no. But I'm talking about like the whole. Someone would have been there for the, the story reaction. Is, you're, you're getting back. You're getting the. Um, the story is unfolding through moments based on what people are telling mm-hmm. the in the present. Like it's all reenactment. Yeah, but, why, but why wouldn't anybody tell that story about what happened when he found out his his mm-hmm. son died? Right. But what I'm saying is, in terms of like the way the movie's structured, really, when you when you when you look at it, it's like we're constantly seeing all these different versions of Cain based on other people's perspectives of him, mm-hmm. and so none of those perspectives are real. You know, all of those things we're seeing are of Cain or the way other people are describing him. Mm-hmm. So we don't really get a sense of who Cain was other than through other people's point of views. And so the point of view of how he reacted when his child died doesn't exist. How do you know? Yeah, that? but somebody... Well, I'm just saying because... Well, somebody I was agree around with you. I think there should, should be there. there. Yeah. Like, or it's they could make that up. And dude, it's your, it's your child dying. No, I understand. I understand. But I'm saying emotionally, it's like when you look at the kind of person he was who was very work-focused, it's like the... The person who would have... Jeremy, I think we're about to have our first disagreement. Yeah. No, this is very exciting for me. But do you know know what I mean? It's like, I think that it's... I'm not disagreeing with you that, that like, his best friend wouldn't have an opinion on it. But I'm just saying the more... 
the strongest point of view behind that would be the wife or would be him or would be... But they're asking other people... Like, they were asking the old, you know, Leland. They were asking him about things that he wasn't there for. They were asking the butler. Yes. Somebody's going to say... You should have seen him when he found out his son died. But that omission was clearly on purpose. Yeah. And I would... But what I, think so? But I would my guess, argument is yeah. that he he probably showed himself away and nobody knows how he reacted. Hmm. Yeah, but, but then but, why not but to me, I'm that? like... Yeah, that's fair. I, yeah. But my, my thought is that the omission... I Like, to watch it again, maybe, the omission is... Is that the point at which he started to go a little crazy? So are you seeing him before that happened and after that happened? So they're not showing the moment where it changed, but they're showing... But I, I, I still don't buy that because that is just the biggest moment in a person's life if your child dies, mm-hmm. if a very young child Clearly dies. his biggest moment was when he was taken away and not given his fucking sled. Well, it's true. It's true. It's true, too. <laughs> Spoiler. And yeah. also no one was there for that either. Well, Thatcher was there. Yeah, Thatcher. Thatcher no, no, but there. Thatcher was dead. By the time this was happening, by the time oh. they were doing the retelling, Thatcher was dead. Who's telling? Uh, no, someone's telling that story. Someone knows that story. For reading about. the archives, I mean, oh, it's like that. So they could have included it. They, 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 they yeah. definitely could have included. It. I think that. By the way, here's the other big, huge omission that really killed me right from the very beginning mm-hmm. is that nobody was in the room when he said Rosebud. Yeah, yeah I, know. I know. I've thought about that, but what happens is you, the woman, the the maid, or whatever nurse, she is, yeah. comes in right after. So you could argue so she, could she hear heard his it. Echo? Come on. You could argue <laughs> you heard it in the hall and then came in. Uh, I think know, that's a mistake. I think you're right. I don't I think, think it's a mistake. But he I barely th- whispered it. That is something the, people have talked about the, before. Sorry. But the camera was like this yeah. so that you could Hear you him. could listen yeah. in on his whisper. Kane has a booming voice. I, there were a lot of sound things like that, though. There were a lot of things. like I think, to, to me, that's about sound not having come far enough. Mm. Because there, there, are, there are times where people are, are speaking privately in the foreground. And the person they're talking about is right there. Yeah. It's like it would work on stage, but in a film you're like, True. she's totally hearing this right now. Well, and it was but the... she's not. Yeah. That oh, happened a few times. Those, yeah? Like the, where the, okay. the volume, it totally would work on stage, but it, it yeah, in the context of a movie, it didn't. It, it is didn't. first film, Kate. <laughs> I, you know what? <laughs> no, no, wait, wait, hold true, on. right? <laughs> no, I, I mean, watch, can I tell you? I'm, yeah. I, I don't know if you guys know, but I run the Canadian Film Fest. Right now, oh. I'm, I'm watching... Like hundreds of movies. Mm-hmm. That's all I did today is watch movies, and they are from tw- lots of twenty-five year olds. Oh, I know you, right? <laughs> like, I totally know you. Did you have a movie in the? Yes. Yeah, right. Okay. I no, I, so. I, which, which I, movie I was, was it? the runner-up in the um, screenplay competition for Swearing oh, Jar. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right. With, okay, so I you thought, do it with Warren, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, he does with me. But, and you do all the speaking. <laughs> Hi, Warren. Oh my God. Hi, um, Warren. Um, that's uh, hilarious. I, I knew that, you looked dude. familiar. But, okay, um, sorry. As you uh, I, I watch like <laughs> I watch uh, just so many movies from twenty-five year olds, hmm. and like they don't like that. Once in a while, I will get a movie that just blows me away. Like, how can I don't care how old you are? Mm. How can you do that? Yeah. It's so good. But most of them are not like anywhere approaching this. I mean, I know he had resources and stuff, but well, yeah, that was incredible. It was, was, I mean, he was a self-made artist. Like he yeah, was directing yeah. Broadway when he was nineteen, really, eh? or something like that. Like super. He scammed. Know. Yeah, yeah. He he. I think he um, lied about his age. He lied about his age. I think he was in Ireland or Scotland or England, and he made up Racist. a resume or something. 
Can't tell the difference. <laughs> I don't. I do wow. not remember what it was. He's just you know, trying to make up for very saying strongly gypsy. worded emails now. Yeah, you did say gypsy, but you can't. <laughs> That's what they're called. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's what uh, Grandpa Todd yeah, calls them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he, grandpa yeah, he Todd? lied. He like, what? How did you go to Todd for a grandpa reference? Don't mock me. <laughs> mock the racist. <laughs> Which one? Oh, zing. Hey, there's two of us. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Say it to my friends here. Three of you include Rufus. Rufus. Wait till we get into gingers. Never mind. But hey, wait. So <laughs> mock oh, you. Oh God, Ron. we're on the ginger <laughs> couch right. right now. Yeah, I'm fake. There's though. three gingers on this couch right yeah, now. That's true. We could take you. <laughs> Well, In an aggressive way. I'm right? not. <laughs> I'm not picking any fights. Sorry, I I railroaded this with Grandpa Todd. Where were we? Graham's on his phone. Gra- oh Graham, my it god! It's, you're allowed to go to the internet. I'm uh, I have up. a whole thing. I thought that to was the a internet. Rule. Oh, yeah. okay. is it? Is it to the internet? <laughs> yeah, he's allowed. You're, you're allowed to look up things. I don't expect that you to have know everything in the world. <laughs> we're allowed to uh, check the the phones. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, he so. Uh, after his father's death... This is from the internet, not his brain. This is from Wikipedia. <laughs> so uh, it must be true. Wells was walking... Uh, he was he was in Ireland, and he strode into a theater in Dublin and claimed he was a Broadway star and made his stage debut after they cast him. Oh, my goodness. Bless him. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think the... Now he's racist against Irish people. <laughs> right, they'll just let anybody in, dude. Not cool. Not it was cool. from the internet. Man, those he did lie to them. Yeah. I like that. Did they? Did it say in the article that he strode in, or did you? He add said that? he strode in. Nice. I like. I like <laughs> direct as well. And even if it didn't say that, I definitely we we all would have known he was he striding. He strode in. in. Oh, Wells only strode. I, right. Have or you, no, I I've seen him saunter and mosey oh. one time. And he was one a handsome he does not mosey. Quick question: Have you guys seen his champagne commercials? Yes. Oh, yes. And I think I saw Making of as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was an in asshole the 80s it. or 70s or 80s. Oh, yeah. He was hired to do a commercial for uh, Paul Misson Champagne. And he arrived on set like crazy drunk. And the video of it is truly hilarious. He's like, there's, there's, they released the Making Ofs and he like... It, it's so like it's he worth the watch. Arguing with the directors he, and like he wasn't. Well he just he just keeps oh, drinking no. it. Oh, it's too. just it's just it's like hilarious. It's so silly and like the, the guy is holding the champagne bottle so and, and I they felt say jealous. <laughs> <laughs> they say What's action and and Wells sits there and he goes. He doesn't do anything. Like the guy's holding the champagne bottle and he's like starts directing it. It's <laughs> truly madness. You've got to. I haven't see seen it. that for a long time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look that up again. That was Maybe. really funny. Maybe that's part of it too. Is I feel like I would have hated him. <laughs> yeah, there's part of me that's like, I feel like I would have hated that guy. Yeah, he. But I also knew. think he's a genius. Yeah, it's sort of like Woody Allen. Like I, I, there are two Woody Allen movies that I would say are just breathtaking and that I love more than anything. And, and those are. And then Cairo and Annie Hall. Isn't it Sleeper and Everything You Ever Want to Know About Sex? Wow. Sorry, those definitely are, those purple, are always my favorite. Definitely <laughs> Purple Rose of Cairo. We've purple Rose of Cairo is phenomenal. my favorite ever. And then I would say probably Annie Hall. Mm. Yeah. But I really enjoyed that movie. And mm. I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. Especially because I didn't expect the levity in it and mm-hmm. the, the humorous wit. 
mm-hmm. like that uh, that what we were talking about before. But I think a lot of people are scared off of older movies like this because they expect them just to be dry and feel like homework. And Kate, you felt that way. No, I didn't feel like it was dry. I felt like it was 7,000 different movies. Hmm. I thought tonally it was a lot of different movies. Again, he was experimenting. I mean, yeah. I, you know, one of my yeah. friends is a very experimental film, filmmaker, too. And sometimes you're like, what, what is going on? But um, that's exciting. It's groundbreaking. Can I say groundbreaking any more times in this? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but just watching it now... Yeah, I found like, oh, now we're, okay, now it's funny, and now it's melodramatic, and now it's really naturalistic, and now there's a bird with no eyes. <laughs> that <laughs> what? That didn't belong in the movie. That was Corp, What the hell was that? I've seen this, yeah, I've seen it twice, and both times it's been equally shocking. I actually think Orson Welles knows that... Energy he knew. Dipping? He knew that there was a dip in that fucking movie. It's like just after we had to. Pa- well, spoiler alert: we had to pause it because Kate had to run to the bathroom. I had to pee because I had four non-alcoholic beers. You did. When <laughs> when was it that we paused it? Was it just as the? I think it was just before. It was just the love nest was thing it? was coming out. The 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 scandal about his his. I know. Love I chose a nice, clear a spot after. <laughs> as soon as we hit play once again, I found myself going. Oh wow, yeah, this movie's long, and I found I found myself getting a See, little. I didn't. Bored. I didn't find that at all. I was totally into that. Yeah, I was just. It it was absolutely tragic to me that right at the beginning he loses his family in, mm-hmm. the, in a horrendous way, and and that it's a study of like if you do this to a human and then give them all the money in the world, what happens? You know what? They're still as fucked up as they would have been if they had no money. There's but she was also stopping him from being abused by his father. So that that was a weird thing, too, because that was a tragic moment for me. But, um, I felt for her. I, I, I almost felt that. like she just threw that in there. That yeah, felt like a but, random thing that... I thought it was an explanation of why. No, I think at that time, though, yeah. I mean, even when mm-hmm. I was a drunk. Up, well, she was just so... That's right. I, tell me if you guys agree, though. I felt to me like he would hit the boy when the boy was not behaving the way he wanted to, that kind of thing. Like, yeah, shit that I don't do to my dad. He did, though. But my dad did to me. He pushed him over. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, shit, he but, did that. But, that. but that stuff, like, my dad did to me, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. worse. Sometimes and, we're walking on the street, and there's a snowbank, and I see it, I just push my son into it, because it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but that's very And I do that sober. Could you hit a kid... Actually, yeah, I guess you could. Could you what? hit a kid? No, 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 oh, right? yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Kate. <laughs> no, could you hit let a kid the, in a movie? Let the record show. In 1941, Kate did not. Yes. <laughs> could yes. you hit a kid in a Absolutely. movie? Absolutely. Oh, okay. oh my God! Yes. Same. Yeah, I think I could have been hit as a child in the 80s. Oh yeah, but like in the context of that time. Or could you hit a child in 1941? Yeah, on totally. Screen. On TV. On screen. Um, on no, the movie. Hayes production code is in effect now. Oh, that's true, right? You that's could, what I'm saying. Still, I, I don't I think it's understood. Kid. And in the context of that time, but for you sure. could you could smack the a woman. Storytelling. Sure. There's tons of women smacking in the history in, of in, movies, and in this movie too. Okay, but to me, in that yeah. moment, they were telling the story that the, I don't think the mother was lying because who's she trying to? Oh yeah, well the, the, the who's she trying to prove it to? The husband says that what that boy needs is a good thrashing or something. Yeah, Doesn't and she say that? says that I'm giving him a way to stop. Yeah, but that's not that 1940s thing. That's like up to the 1970s and 80s. That's like an, it was a normal. But they're thing explaining right at the top. They're why to me, they were explaining away. why she's really why she's sending him away. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that I, it's not a lie or an excuse or something. That it was I, real. I agree with that. But it undercuts then, like if the mom had just given him away mm-hmm. for money. That's a much sadder story to me. 
For if if you're telling it from his perspective, from see, Citizen I, Kane's I perspective. read. I've always seen that as her justifying it to herself that he needed to be protected, where she just took the money. I don't. Uh, buy, I don't. It was buy. like close see, on her me, face. It was like a real moment. It was like, so there's a balance it. between, and I, I don't. I'm like more towards Jeremy's point of view, but. That was what she told herself as well makes to sense justify to it. So. That's that's how I've always yeah. seen that that moment because she did not seem like a loving, caring mother. Yeah, okay. she didn't, and that is obviously on purpose. She I'm just saying yeah, but, uh, she didn't seem like they someone included who gave it on purpose too. I mean, mm-hmm. they included that moment on purpose. They went, he went close on her. It was almost like a mm-hmm. soliloquy. Like that yeah, was a moment a, of but seeing but in people lie to themselves. But but also, I, I just see the way she's so cold and distant. It just seems to me that's the lie she's telling herself to justify mm. selling her child. I had a different reading of it. So I was seeing it as, when I think about that, when I think about, when you brought it up, the, the protecting Kane, um, like, I, I feel like maybe the reason why she's so emotionally distant is because she knows that if she really lets herself feel all these things she's going to it's she's not going to be able to give them away and the thing is the Mm. movie isn't necessarily saying that uh you know it was it was like the him looking back on you know missing his childhood whether or not his relationship with his parents was okay and like his his father uh was appears his father was abusive like he was he was too young to know that that was fucked up and so he's looking back on his childhood with this nostalgia, whether or not it was okay. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, the movie... Well, it's the moment when everything changed. It's the moment when everything changed, yeah. And, like, the movie isn't necessarily... Def- mm. Well, I mean, the problem with it as is, is it lacks the context of what was his day-to-day life like before that scene. Yeah. yeah. Like, we don't get a sense. All we mm-hmm. see him is playing with a with with sled mm-hmm. out through the window. And he looked happy. And he, he was happy, happy in that moment. Really, yeah. You know, and, and he loved his mom. That's the other thing. He loved his mom. Like, you could yeah. tell. That's the only... Are you coming? Are you coming? Like, obviously there was love there. Whereas the dad, he didn't give two shits about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so the, that's interesting, too. That would suggest to me, again, that she was saying, that she was telling the truth. Yeah. Well, yeah. it seemed like the dad was a much more turbulent relationship. Like, the, the dad's but always it, like, you're going to New York, Charles. Like, he's like very, like... Well, that was because he wanted money, though. Mm-hmm. But the first, but the, but the dad dad's did. also I felt like the dad when, when you first meet the dad. Like I actually this time kind of felt for the dad when you first meet him because he's like that's my boy. Like I care for him, I love him. Like mm-hmm. he's actually upset about it. And then of course he turns on a dime when the money <laughs> comes up. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, I didn't get the sense that he didn't care for the child. That he didn't have his his best interests in mind as well. I think he definitely does care for mm-hmm. Charles, but he did. also. He also was abusing him because you know someone who doesn't care for like someone who the, yeah but at that time that's not considered abuse. But I think to her it, it was. I think to her she felt like Charles wasn't in a good relationship, and he uh, it appears that the dad was definitely not, in this not back sure and forth. That. Totally understand what you're saying, and yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I might, I'm I might like, not be right. I don't know if it's that or she doesn't really care, or he's just another thing she has to deal with. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure mm-hmm. based on what the movie. We showed. don't get a lot of information. Yeah, yeah. No. exactly, exactly. So, no. um, but that's interesting. I, li- I like that. Mm-hmm. that we, we there are all, lots of questions. Di- I just like that we all have different takes on it. It's kind of yeah. Interesting. You could write a you could write a ninety five page <laughs> essay. But on, I think the, on the real that point movie. is that he was taken out away. So whatever he felt, yeah. like, he, I mean, he was having fun with his sled. He was having fun as a kid. You saw him mm-hmm. having a really good time by himself. 
but he mm. was enjoying his childhood and that, and he was taken away from that. So it almost doesn't matter what was going on with the parents because the kid was happy yeah. there. Whether or not he knew what, what, what it was, it was good or not. Yeah. Whose perspective was that? Well, that was the, that was the stuff that guy read in the, in that library, that giant fucking oh, room. That's right. right? Oh so yeah. Yeah. Because that's from, the day the guy picked him up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and just to, Make sure that it's, it's clear that it's like ro- the rosebud sled thing doesn't isn't really the thing that matters because in right during that whole sequence we then see him in his foster care and he's there's a we cut from this shot of like the sled getting snow on it and more snow time is passing and then we cut to like Christmas morning at wherever he's living now and he's given a new sled yeah a shiny uh, new shiny new sled yeah. and, you, and, you, and they yeah. you know Wells makes sure you see the front of that it doesn't say rosebud yeah. mm-hmm. and so it's not about the sled it's not about does anyone think it's actually about the sled no but that's <laughs> the it's moment about, that yeah. his life yeah. changed it's yeah, like it's, it's finding a symbol out of Santa his Claus. childhood, childhood. Yeah. yeah which is cool and, and that's actually what was given away to me when I read about the the movie in my 20s or whatever it was mm. and I'm actually kind of glad I, I knew that because oh. I was able to enjoy it Without trying to find out what role, yeah. like, uh, he, occupying myself with what is Rosebud? Do you know what what Rosebud really is? Like, what did you in, read? in real life? Yeah, is it, isn't it the make of a popular sled back in that time? Oh, oh, am I, am I, know, I right? oh, I know what you're talking about. So, do you, we, we, you guys know the backstory of this entire movie, like who it's based on, right? No. So, oh wow, I don't. I uh, so this movie is based on it's a, he's basically shitting all over William Randolph Hearst. Okay, is what who was like a media like the wealthiest man alive at the time, or one of them, mm-hmm. um, giant media tycoon. You know, had a house like Xanadu. It was called yeah. something else that actually had a zoo. Yeah, you know, he was kind of just taking a giant dump all over. In him. LA. Uh yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember what it was. It's still there, I think. Yeah, the, yeah, that, the, the be... Hearst Mansion. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, those, that family is still wealthy, you yeah. know? Uh, and, God. and Rosebud was the nickname. And here's, and, and here's the thing. Wells knew Hearst in real life. Like, their, fa- their fathers were friends. Really? Um, and he got a lot of inside information about his personal life, and that's where a lot of this stuff is based off. You were taking so long and to get to the Rosebud is that you're this suspense you're keeping me in. Is <laughs> more story, than I don't know why I don't know why I'm like more delaying it, but I'm enjoying this actually. <laughs> Rosebud is the nickname that Hurst gave his mistress's clitoris. <laughs> yep, for real. Yep. For real. And, <laughs> what? And, and so he used that. As like yeah. an extra fuck you personally to Hearst himself. Nice. Who only would and 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 it's did, said like so many times during the movie. And he did it, and I think part of the reason he did it was because he knew that if there was retaliation, that it meant that <gasps> Hearst would have seen the movie. And that's how he would know if Hearst saw the movie or not. In fact, hmm. on the day of the premiere, Kane. Uh, I called him Kane. <laughs> um. Wells was in, I can't remember the hotel, Wells was in an elevator in a, ho- a very famous hotel in New York, and Hearst walks in, and the two of them share an elevator by themselves. Oh my god. And he invites him to the premiere, <gasps> and he says, no, I don't think I'll, I'll attend, and he said, Charles Foster Kane would have. Wow. Oh my god. Did he know it was about him? Yeah, I Before think him? by that point, I think word had gotten Jesus. out. Well, here's the thing. At the time, that's awesome. as the movie's release, it was a flop. It did not do well. Yeah, yeah it, didn't, it didn't even recoup its money in the well, box office. Well, because yeah. Hearst killed it in the papers. 
he made sure that it died in the papers. That's amazing. You know, because he had the influence to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, also, it must have been so expensive it wasn't <laughs> to an, make. Yeah, it wasn't until five years later that it got re-released again because movies, you know, didn't have DVDs back then or VHSs. Yeah. That's true. Uh, yeah. You know, movies would come back. Only Laserdisc. Oh, well, only Laserdisc. They still mm-hmm. had Laserdisc. Uh, you know, movies would come back every couple of years. They'd re-release them. So it was released five years later, and then it started to do well, and eventually caught on in different ways. But in its initial release, like nobody thought much of it when it when it was um, nominated for. Or maybe that's what we think now because of what Hirsch did. Sure. No, but no, well, even like when it was not, it was nominated for nine Academy Awards, and every time. Oh, they, was it really? Every time they called uh, Citizen Kane out at the awards ceremony, it was booed. Hmm. You know, so it was like that. really, yeah. I believe that yeah. was that Hearst's spin, or was that just yeah, exactly? You know what? The, well, so, I'm, so I'm not alone. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> no. It's the Oscars. Like, who takes that seriously? No, yeah, but you have to yeah, lobby to yeah, win. Yeah, you can? have to. <laughs> no, but all, like, all I'm saying is that so that totally could have happened with him sure. lobbying his own people. To yeah, or I mean, or if all that stuff is true, it, it also it's the kind of thing where. Um, this was a movie that kind of broke the mold in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it felt, I'm sure it was jarring for a lot of yeah. people. Oh yeah. I'm sure people found it incomprehensible. Yeah. It, it, it was something I forgot about is that it jumps through time. So many oh, I'm times. sure it confused the fuck out of people at the time. Yeah. yeah. Because it, it's completely, it's, it's nonlinear, you know, and not to say that it was the first time a movie did that, but to do it on a scale like this, Jeez. where you're literally like one of the first scenes of Hearst is uh, is him selling the paper, or it's you know there's that great scene where he's signing out. He walks away to the other side of the room, and you see him physically getting smaller mm. as, oh, as he's being yeah. reduced and saying, "You don't have <laughs> any money." Yeah. Oh, did I? It may yeah. as well be though. Yeah, but yeah. he's literally he's physically Wells is making him get smaller and smaller yeah. as this guy is dressing him down. But then as he turns the table on him, he walks towards him and gets bigger and bigger and mm. bigger and more imposing. And there's just tons of shit like that going on visually in the movie. Also, just the depth, like, I don't, like, know how much you guys know about, like, the way lenses worked back then and, like, depth of field. Like, the amount of depth of field that's in these shots for things that are in focus in the background and the foreground, mm-hmm. the amount of light you have to have to pour into the fucking back, the, the, the kind of film stocks they had back then is in fucking sane. They must really? have been sweating this whole process to, to put that much light on the The amount of time and money it would have cost. Yeah. So, like, the, the amount the of depth of field. The shots were yeah. incredible. I mean... The the mirrors to the use of oh. mirrors, the use of reflection, stuff that's not easy to Those show. Those aren't mirrors, that's actually sets those were all actors walking in time. <laughs> no, you're not I'm fucking with you. <laughs> like the reflections too. I was buying yeah. that. When, I was like, buying that. <laughs> oh, that shot of him dancing? With the dancing in the background when he's dancing with all the girls? Yeah. Like that stuff that, that you can tell that hadn't been done before, I don't think. And that's yeah. yeah, there was a lot of really, really cool stuff. I don't know why. That is the image that has stuck with me the most of Citizen of this entire movie. The is dancing girls? The dancing it's it's the it's the, the reflection him the, of him. him in the window. Because it's like him with the sled. He it's seems like happy again. And he's like That is a great point. Also, yeah, like the things that this movie does with scale is out of this world. Like and and Ebert had a brilliant thing that he said about it, where uh, in that bit of him walking towards the windows and also towards the fireplace and shrinking and then growing Ugh. back. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that he wrote was that, like, um, uh, if we were, you know, for, for Cain, he doesn't see himself shrinking or growing. A man sees himself by the size that he sees himself. 
Hmm. Yeah. And the whole movie is about how other people were seeing him in these small or huge, you know, mm-hmm. positions of power. Yeah. Um, whereas for him, he stays. But yeah, and then like the th- they did a lot of stuff with miniatures. Like in the scene with him doing his big political speech, um, they have a huge overhead shot of everyone in the crowd, and that was a uh, light. Like that was a, was a still cutout. Frame. It was a still. No, it wasn't a still frame. Yep. They- it, it, still friend with a cutout. With they, a cutout, and then they're putting lights right. through it to make it look like the people are moving. Oh, wow. And it's yeah. just, oh, it's incredible. Yeah, some of the trick photography is, I, I think it was one yeah. of the first yeah, there times were a they were using, like, matte shots and yeah. a lot of stuff. Double exposures, the things they did with the double exposures, and, like, yeah. Like, uh, with him show, with other scenes showing up in the background when, when it would fade. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of mm. the Joseph Cotton stuff when he was in the wheelchair. Yeah, there's a lot of just te- yeah. From a from a technical point of view, it's it's a groundbreaking film, but uh, but yeah, it's it's, it's I, I love that it's like both of you had never seen it, and it, one it totally got to, and mm. one it didn't. Yeah, yeah, that's. There hilarious. were moments. There were moments like I found, and again, maybe this is a cliche, what, but, but the what, stuff with the women, like the 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 relationship stuff, the moments, the moment with his mother, the moment mm-hmm. with the first wife, the moment with the son, like, those were the times where I was like, oh, okay, I'm almost interested, and then, no, back to the newspaper. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, maybe it's just the story itself was, just, well, just didn't grab me. Didn't grab you. Yeah. That's fine. It felt longer than Apocalypse <laughs> Now. Oh, wow. Really? It is not. I know. What is it? Is it two hours? Just under. I don't know. Probably just under. I, I was wondering that as we were watching, but uh, for me, it's just like, I, I feel it's actually, for a movie of that time, it's pretty well paced. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would argue that there's some scenes in there that are just long, but... And then they'll throw in a cockatoo and they'll wake you up. Yeah, and then it wakes you right up. So there's, I didn't feel that. I was yeah. just totally in totally it. In it. I really, really dug that. I was like, finally, I, I saw the movie. Mm. And I'm like a hundred years old, so. I'm, Are you really? I'm actually, Hunter, do you look great? Yeah, uh, I know. It's not, not, so he hasn't 92. done that much in 92. his life. It's just that I, I can play 86, though. <laughs> yeah, so you you appreciate his pace. If I got to a hundred, I would start a film festival too. <laughs> right? well, I didn't start it when I was eighty-seven, but whatever. Uh, yeah, we all start somewhere. I was, but I wanted to see what happens when you do that to a kid, and what happens. Throughout their you want to run that experiment? Life. You have a child. <laughs> I'll take him or her. <laughs> <laughs> She's mine. Nobody will ever take, take her. Uh, but yeah, I, it's, it's funny. Because you uh, love it's your it's child. really cool that you yeah you didn't feel that way, and I totally did, mm-hmm. and yeah. I wasn't expecting to. I wasn't expecting to, based on the little I saw when I was a teenager that put me in a mood of like, yeah, oh, I know what to expect with that one. But um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I'm going to say the stupidest thing ever said on one of your I'm podcasts. I'm so excited. What is the movie <laughs> about... Dude, where's my car? The whole Nixon Dude's thing. Bigelow. Huh? <laughs> Which, the whole Nixon thing? Yeah, Watergate. Watergate? Uh, oh, the president's oh, man. The, yeah. Okay, so that in one. my head, <laughs> that's what we were watching tonight. <laughs> that's what we were watching tonight. You thought we were... The President like, those, are, those two movies in my head have become one movie that I've never seen. But in fact, there are two movies that I've never seen. I guess they're both about newspapers. And I thought the Rosebud thing was to do with... Nixon? Watergate? Watergate. Watergate? That's amazing! And that so when it is... started, I was like, this is not what I expected. And then I realized <laughs> When we it said it's not... from 41, you were like, wow, it's really interesting time. <laughs> like, I didn't like, know... Did Robert... you see how confused I was when you said that it was <laughs> from, from 41? 41? I'm like... You're like... 
What the hell? What am it's I watching? Prophecy. I just have these list. <laughs> there's like a list of movies that I've never seen. I mean, this is why you're. See, that's why you're mad. You thought you were seeing Robert Redford. This is this is the. No, ad. no, no. I didn't this really think I was seeing that. But I've I've combined certain pieces of information about those two movies. In my head. I guess yeah. hilarious because that's another one I have never seen. And uh, William Goldman wrote that. I right? got it downstairs, guys. Yeah, William Goldman wrote Let's do it. That. Double bill. Double bill. No. Yeah. We got to do a movie that'll piss like, the fuck out. That guy out. is an insanely good writer. And he wrote The Princess Bride. I mean, he did. That's right. I mean, yeah. But, I, I, but when I was a teenager, I tried to watch it and I got bored very quickly and I was like. With yeah, all the President's Men? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. same here because we had that one. I was shown mm-hmm. that as a kid. Did you know, you I didn't, it? I didn't, dis- I didn't watch it for the first time until just a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. It's worth a revisit. It's good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's slow. What's parts, the? But it's it's still solid. I like slow when it's a captivating story. Ooh, and also just I just want to point but out that I just called someone I... a munchkin. That was not Jeremy. It was me. It was the dog. <laughs> Does that make it better? He's still a living breed. He still understands and feels. You know, are we um, still talking about Jeremy? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel every now and then, once a week, I have a feeling. Um, but you, you should just guess. So once a day. Yeah, Kate smelled that one earlier. Anyway. Um, oh, and he final, admits it finally. It's I out. always admit no, it. No, no, he admitted it. The second oh, one was you. We don't need to discuss my flatulence. <laughs> I can't believe this is making it on the podcast. You do edit these down to the highlights, right? I will now. Thank oh, you. thank God. <laughs> uh, I normally don't. Um, uh, so, final you... thoughts on uh, on this? It was good. <laughs> Great burn. It was I'm a bad. Film, I'm a festival programmer. Yeah. Would That's you? All would I have you to say? Would you accept it into your festival? <laughs> Is it the best movie you've seen by a 25 year old? Uh, well, you, you know, that's sort of not fair, though. I'm trying to think other like Just because debuts he had twenty-five. I'm sure that costs at least seven thousand uh, dollars. Xavier, Xavier, Xavier Dolan. Oh God, he's good. I don't. Really, I've never seen any of his. I can't. Oh, you've got to see. Fan, have so. you seen Mommy? You know what? Mommy's one of the ones I haven't seen. I actually have that one. That's the only one I actually own. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's, I'll it's, check it's, it out. It's truly, truly amazing. Yeah, I would really recommend. I would check that. Why don't you like it? Why don't I like it? <laughs> uh, what about Martin Garrow? Young people fucking. Was Garrow 25? I don't know. I, I think know. he was pretty damn young. He's still 25 now, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson was 26 when he made Heart Aid? That sounds right. Yeah. I'll believe Jesus. you. I hate people. Yeah, I thought you were going to say you hated Paul Thomas Anderson. I, I'm like, we're I not, love. We're not talking anymore. We love Kate. We're in Paul trouble. Thomas. Hey, Kate yeah. hasn't seen The Master. We should do that. Ugh, no. What? <laughs> I've saw the master and I don't want to watch it again. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I'll, I'll leave the door ten. open. Yeah, I've seen it. That's hey, uh, see it again. I, uh, I didn't like it that much when I first saw it, and I it's it's honestly it's well, not. I have friends in that movie. Who loves the next to New York? Yeah, I noticed. I recognized. I thought Serenity was okay. That's Sorry, one of my top ten movies one? of all time. Serenity, New York. That was a mind fuck. I remember Loved seeing so that, much. leaving, going. I have no idea if I hate that fucking movie. Or if I love that fucking. I think movie. I felt the same way. And like I two days later, I loved it. And yeah. then it's I like kind of stopped thinking about it. I, oh, I, I do I have it downstairs, and I should probably watch it again. But that's I love, like the, I love everything else Kaufman's done. It was so... Yeah, it's Kaufman. If you so like meta, you will like it. Good. Jeremy, yeah. could we start a new podcast <laughs> called, <laughs> you know, Neutron Star Films, where you watch movies you've already seen once, and then see if your opinion changes? Oh. <laughs> I, I do that all the time. I, I revisit movies on this where I'm like, oh, I, I, you know, I don't always 
I, I, I don't get super excited about watching a movie that I, I dislike. Here's the thing. I love Paul Thomas Anderson. I have hung out with Paul Thomas Anderson. You're what? fucking kidding me. I, I'm not going to tell the story in this. I'm not going to do that. Name drop. I, I don't boom. know why that's anyway, You but, just broke my entire heart. Anyway, but I don't like... And that's probably the only film of his I don't like. And it's not that I don't... I hate it. I just go... Yeah. It's For me, it just feels a bit meh. Okay. Compared to all of his other films. So, that's just for me. Yeah. What about... What was the other one? The new one? Phantom Thread or Inherit Vice? Did you see that? Yeah, I, like, I love Phantom Thread. Yeah. Okay. It, was like, Did you, it was his Rebecca. I haven't seen it. Have you seen Rebecca? I haven't. Yeah. You haven't? Ah, it's him doing Rebecca. It's him doing his Yeah, that's, that's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Uh, have you... This is a Wells movie. Have you seen F for Fake? No. Oh, N you, for no. That's okay. <laughs> it's very different from this. It's a documentary. No, it's fucking nuts. It's a documentary, but is it? Yeah. That's, I'll leave it there. Okay. Uh, it's really, really great. Because he was also kind of an amateur magician, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's just Oh, about, no, way. I didn't know that. So it's about, like, truth and illusions and... Anyway, it's great. The themes in this, too, the the whole thing of truth, all that is still relevant. There's mm-hmm. lots of stuff that's relevant. I mean, yeah. It's a good way to end. I, I love that that's when his everything really started to break down, was when he went ac- against his own uh, um, manifesto, mm. could you call it? That's right, or, yeah. Wh- whatever you but would, that oh. confused me, too, because he had already gone against that. When? The first story he told was what? With the first the news woman who is missing. Yeah, it was and, a lie. Uh, but, hmm. but you know what? We don't I think really he's, find out if it's a lie or not. He didn't I mean, care. I, it's definitely a lie. He, yeah, didn't, he care definitely didn't care about the truth. The inquirer yeah. didn't care about the truth. So I didn't understand. I was wondering the about that too. And I could, I, I could like fill those logic holes. But if I tried a little bit, but that last with the you know, give my wife a good review thing was just there's just no defending that, and that was yeah. when he really went against it uh, because part of that manifesto or whatever creed was that he would um, present the news as truthfully as he could but in an entertaining way hmm. so that kind of left a little bit open a I little weird room maybe right in well, he, that I mean, you that could was, that was clear from the get go like he was, was going to sensationalize the news more so, than yes. it had been before you kept him saying that it's like it's not big enough for the headline and it's like when the headline's big he it's didn't big care enough. about truth he yeah, cared he about pleasing didn't people. Care about truth. I, w- I, d- I disagree. I think he... I, I, at the beginning, I think he did. I think he cared about the truth, but also understood the concept of an audience. Yeah. And entertainment and, and, getting, and getting people's attention. Wasn't writing that review the first time he ever told the truth? I thought, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought that's what the whole thing was. That that, that review, he was saying pre- that it was not good, was the first time he told the truth. And they always were saying Kane. All Kane was always trying to prove something, and that was him proving to Joseph Cotton mm-hmm. that he can tell the truth. Because like when he spun that woman, that you know the Leland, woman being Leland. the murder, Leland. Yeah, when it, when he spun that that woman being murdered, he clearly did not care. I can't remember no. exactly what he said, but he clearly missing. didn't care. She was about missing. It. She was missing, and he and he said uh, murdered. Yeah, he was gonna like he was almost gonna frame the husband, right? That was something that he was gonna say. And so Well he just said send them over to talk to the husband if you want to talk, then Yeah, and then call him an anarchist or something. Yeah. But we don't get the re- they just leave it at that. We don't get any more information on it. So it's hard to say how that Well yeah, but out. he doesn't care whether or not it was true. Yeah, there's no way yeah. that, that was a man who was devoted to the truth. Yeah. That's, I think I think uh, that Joseph Cotton I think you weren't sure at that point. He was selling papers. No, but he's sensationalizing. But then, he's very clearly... Yeah, I agree with that. 
I agree that he's willing to like play fast and loose, but I don't think he it, like he's not making up story. We don't get here's yeah, yeah, I will well, say we if you don't, find out someone's missing, yeah, and you then publish a story that someone's been murdered by their husband or murdered. That's uh, a lie. Wait, wait, I don't think he said that. I think he said that uh, they were suggesting that she may have been murdered. No, they the were headline was fucking woman saying murder. Woman oh, murdered. was it? Oh, yeah. okay. well, all right. All That's right. a lie. I think, yeah, no, he's not, he's was not. Was that woman murdered with a question mark? No. no. Yeah, I can't. No, like, that's, to me, that's not, it was not about telling the truth. It was about pleasing people and giving people what they wanted. And, and being making, liked. Yeah, being and loved. also making as much money as he could humanly And then make. finally, when he told the truth for the first time, was, like, the beginning of the end of his marriage. Right. I have to rewatch all of that. Yeah. They, they, they kind of did. No, but it is. But it is. I think I, they they could have made a stronger point on on all of that because they kind of dance around the newspaper stuff. Like I take that as like it's his first day on the job and he's he's fucking around and it's a bunch of his cronies are goofing around. No, but still. Oh wait, but and didn't like, he write that manifesto or whatever it was after he they printed that story? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So then would that apply? I'd, I'd actually. That's right. I rewatched that too. To yeah. Me, yeah. Yeah, I, I, there are lots of things for, like that that confuse for me. For me, the manifesto isn't about... The, the reason Joseph Cotton, what's his name, Leland? Yeah. Sends him the manifesto is not because he's saying you're not being truthful anymore. I think that was him saying, do you remember when we used to be friends? And do you remember when we actually used to work together? And we had a commitment and we had an idea of what this paper could be. I thought that I saw that as kind of a fuck you. It wasn't necessarily about truth in media. Right. I think it definitely was. I think it's just like, hey, remember you promised to do all this shit? Yeah. This means nothing anymore. Have but he never did it. He never did. He never did it. Thing. Yeah. I it was never I, about truth. That would be, what a different movie that would have been if it was about truth. It's confusing for me, that point. Me too. I'm not sure what to think now because you brought that up. No, I, I agree that. And also the whole storytelling, getting different people's takes on things. Kate's right. This movie sucks. Not about truth. <laughs> yeah, this movie sucks. <laughs> I don't like it anymore. I'm liking it more and more movie. the more we talk. <laughs> the <laughs> so other thing that confused around. me, I have yeah. one thing to say too. This became 12 That woman men. was a good singer. She I was, was like, pretty try- good. She was good. She's all right. She, is she like open the opera house good though? No, but it is. I honestly, I've always. But thought when that. they were like P.U., like the guys in the rafters are like saying what a stinky singer she was. <laughs> she was. She had a beautiful voice. Yeah, I'm like to, when the, with that exact moment. I'm like, oh, okay. The, so the common man who doesn't really know anything about music can see that she doesn't. I'm like. I'm the common man. And then and I even have some, she's all right. I yeah. even have a little bit of musical background and yeah, I can't too. tell anything really she, off. Her pitch wasn't off. She was, about that. she had a lovely voice. I think that's a mistake in the movie. I think they didn't get a or bad enough she singer. Not, or was she not operatic enough or, I well, don't it's know. A, it's a fine line because you've got, I've heard better singers. You've got to buy that she's good enough that he is not just doing whatever she wants because yeah. if yeah, she, she was terrible, then it becomes farcical. But it's like she's got to be true, right? She's got to be good mm-hmm. enough that it's like, oh, you could do okay in certain places, yes. but to be an opera singer, you just don't have the pipes. But and she I, did. And, I don't know. I don't know. I think she maybe like, uh, I think actual critic would say, oh, well, you're not doing this or that right, and whereas people who don't yeah. have that level of sophistication when it comes to. To, to that uh, level of critique is, uh, well, then we just miss him. Right. But the whole audience class. didn't like it. It. That's true too, right? I, don't I think know. she was, I, yeah. Like at most, she was like a little, a little flat, a little like weak. That's all I got. Yeah. Weak. 
Maybe a she was a little weak because I heard I've heard stronger voices, but yeah, yeah I don't know. But I, and then I was just like, okay, whatever. I just I'm not buying her new album. That's all I'm saying. I like, would totally buy her album if it comes up my Spotify. I'm skipping. I wouldn't. She reminded me of like I don't know who. Who now I want to know. This Joni podcast like Joni Mitchell. <laughs> That's what Joni Mitchell sounds like to you. Oh, okay. What an insult to if Joni, Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell had, had, had done did a nice opera. That would have been really fucking weird. <laughs> I want to um, see this actress doing blue. I liked, I liked this. I liked her voice. I have to say, not her speaking voice. My God, I wanted to punch her in the face. Charlie. Women. It's funny when, God, when somebody can speak like that, right? Because like, I've noticed show. that too. I mean, she was like, like. New York Cockney slang kind yeah. of thing. And then all of a sudden she's singing in Italian. I'm like, whoa, okay. Mm, that's she impressive. was, uh, yeah, the, her speaking voice was something. Oh, and also, sorry, that Leland guy, why did he have like a Louisiana accent when he was old? Because he moved around. He, he, all he of a sudden acquired, he, like, <laughs> he acquired a Louisiana That guy was a Cotton. great actor all the way through He's until so the until that though. That was not good. I loved it. His little cigar bit. But what why did he have a different accent? You don't get a different accent just because you get old. Well you live somewhere for a long time, you can develop like a little like I have a friend that has now lived in England for twenty years and he's got a bit of an accent. Did Wait. that guy live in Louisiana? I'm just, didn't he move to no, Washington? But, no, but I'm just saying he's got a different... <laughs> yeah. Or he, Chicago? But we don't know that. We don't know where he went. Like Chicago. He, <laughs> no, you. but you're right. It technically is the movie's... It, Kate's right. It's, it's technically the movie's job to explain if he li- if he has a Louisiana accent. <laughs> a sophisticated accent. viewer. We're not the, the ones... Like, if he had no, an no, Irish accent, all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's Might like, it, oh, I guess he went to Ireland. Might it just be an old man accent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Old man in which case, that. that's kind of a weird old man. It reminded me a little bit of a play My where dad, you've got a young person uh, playing an old person. They're like, I can feel the years melting away. Like, it was just... I wonder if they didn't like just shoot so far apart that Cotton forgot what he the fuck forgot. he was doing. Honestly, he's like, oh, which accent? And no, and do here? Wells never rem- reminded him or remembered himself. It's like, what were we doing with that guy? Like, I don't know. He's in Chicago at some point. That's just Louisiana. That's fine. And then I will like, say, nurses are ugly. In reference to young men playing old men, Wells is amazing. He's amazing. He's so incredible. He's better the than anyone now. Yeah. He, he's he's unlike anyone. Actually, else. did you know that he spent like six hours in the makeup chair? <laughs> I, I never knew that. that. Sorry, I'll just let you know. Did you know that? No, I've got facts. So. <laughs> that seems like that's the only. It was thing six you got. and a half hours. It was actually, and that he's gone. <laughs> you could just let six me have that. Sorry, buddy. I literally <laughs> said this at the beginning of the conversation. <laughs> that was the point of my that joke. That was his joke. Okay. I got oh you. Oh my dear. Come closer. I got you. Wrapping this up. Yeah. Thanks for coming over, I guess. <laughs> and ruining the movie for you? We're definitely not invited again, are we, episode. <laughs> You're fine. Let's all go Thanks for joining us for Citizen Kane. Black Hole Films is a proud member of the That Shelf Podcast Network. You can listen to other episodes of our show and other That Shelf podcasts on thatshelf.com. Please subscribe, leave comments, spread the word, do all the things that let others know you like the show and how they can check it out. You can find me on Twitter, at Jeremy. And go to Facebook and join the group Black Hole Films. And until next time, go watch something you've never seen before. Thanks. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.